Hello, everybody. This is Josh Price, and you are listening to the Mark Price for Three podcast. Each episode, my dad will be talking NBA basketball, sharing some coaching and instruction, and of course, talking about his faith. Without further delay, here's my dad, Mark Price. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 60 of the Mark Price for Three podcasts, holidays. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. We are, shoot, almost two weeks out from Christmas. Here it we is go. Coming, it is coming quick this year. I don't know about you, but man, it's just like steamrolling down the hill. Well, I was up about 6 a.m. this morning shopping online. So <laughs> that tells you about where how, how prepared I am. Are you ready? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, the shopping side of things tends to fall uh, more with Laura. Uh, I'll go with her and, you know, but it takes a little bit, honestly. I mean, I know the hustle and bustle nobody wants to deal with. Yeah. But the online stuff, I don't know. It just doesn't seem quite the same to me, you know, you know, rather than having to go fight for, find that, whatever that one thing is, you know, and have to go to six stores until you finally find one. I don't know. It's a, takes the online stuff is obviously convenient and and easy, but I don't know. It takes a little bit away from I don't know the Christmas season, so to speak, and 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 the things that you do. It's just different now that way. But yeah, I'm the one that complains about the hustle and bustle. But then when you don't have it, you're kind of like, yeah, it's you know, right. it's not quite the same. It's not the cabbage patch doll. And most of our crowd, I think, I don't I don't want to age our crowd, but. It's not the Cabbage Patch doll in the eighties. Yeah, Beanie Babies, right. and you know, got to right. find that, got to find that purple princess Beanie Baby. You know, the there's ten of them out there, and we got to have one. <laughs> you got to have it. You got to have it. And shout out to our brides because, as you said, Heather handles most of it. But this morning I was actually online for Heather because somebody's got to take care of her. Right. So, right. right. So we were doing that this morning. All right, we got on today. Let's start with the Cavs. We got some news and notes. Cavs are currently 13 and nine. They're uh, sixth in the Eastern Conference. Looks like out of the last 10, they've won seven of those. So seven and three in the last 10. Big win against the Magic, who we talked about on the last episode with Sam. And now they've got back to back with the Celtics and then the Hawks in the upcoming week. So a lot of things happening for the Cavs, but looks like they're maybe starting to put this thing together. Yeah, they're definitely playing with. You know, if, if there's a word for it, you know, engaged, you know, they just seem much more engaged right now than they have up to this point in the season. So that's a good sign. Obviously, be on a three-game winning streak. They handled the Magic pretty easy at home. Yep. Kind of, I think, a little motivation there from the upstart Magic. So they'll, they'll flip the script and go down to Orlando and see if they can do it again. Orlando, I'm sure, will play better at home. And then you have the Celtics in back-to-back games, which is, did I read that correct? They're playing back-to-back, not back-to-back, but actually right. two games in a row, both at Boston. Are they both at Boston? Yeah, I didn't I didn't. Well, look looking that at up, the schedule, yeah. I was yeah. looking at it, and it, it both games said at Boston. So I was like, that's a little strange. So that I is made, strange. Unless that was a misprint or whatever, but I, I think I have seen that a couple times in other places this year. I wonder why, they, why they're doing that that kind of thing but but it said they're playing at the celtics tomorrow and then again on thursday at boston but anyway at least that's what it said on the schedule on espn but anyway who knows maybe it was a misprint but if so that's a little strange and, and then then they have the hawks after that so 
Yeah, it's getting interesting and fun now that we've gotten, you know, we can talk about the in-season tournament now that's now that the trophy's been handed out, Heron. You know, it's now we can get on with the with the real life NBA basketball season and heading into the Christmas holidays and then after that it gets as NBA fans say it gets gets real, right? Gets serious and and trying to you know negotiate and 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 put yourself in position to get ready for playoff basketball. I wonder if this is fallout from the in-season tournament. Because to your point, that makes no sense. Why would you play the same team in a different city, you know, three days, four days apart? Like, that just makes no sense. But I do wonder, because that's as I was watching the in-season tournament, I'm like, okay, we talked about this in our last episode. Are they just going to be sitting at home and not doing anything? Well, they still played. They played the Magic, which, as you said, that could have been a revenge game. Like, hey, we missed the tournament, but we're still here. And so I just, I don't know how that all worked. And there's probably some algorithm in the NBA offices that figured out, okay, still teams still got to play. Maybe that's how that shook out. I have no idea. I'm, I'm honestly not even the least bit educated on it, but it just seems really weird that you would play. So do they come home in between like Monday to Wednesday? That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I would doubt that they would come home in a situation yeah. like that. I'm sure. I mean, it's just one day in between games, but I know they do that a lot in the G League, yeah. but that's a travel issue and probably a financial issue, you financial, know, right, right. you know, they go and play a team and they'll play them twice in a row, you know, at, yeah. at the other team's home court. But you don't see that in the NBA. At least I haven't until, until I saw that on the schedule. So like I said, I could be totally wrong, but, but anyway, we'll see. But anyway, that'll be interesting playing the same team like that at the other team's home court. So that's a, that'll be a challenge. If that's true, that'll be a challenging week for the Cavs for sure to see, hey, are we are we for real? Are we kind of making right. our stamp? Because uh, the Celtics are still considered one of the teams to to get by. And the Cavs have matched up with Boston the last, last couple of years. They've matched up with them pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do in those games. Yeah, and it is a good measuring stick right after this in-season tournament thing to come out against the Celtics, as you said, and at their place, which is always difficult to play. You know, even back to the, the old garden days, it's very, very difficult to play there. So speaking of the in-season tournament, that wrapped up over the weekend. Not sure if you got a chance to see some of it. I'll, I'll just ask you first, what were your thoughts on the in-season tournament overall? I still don't really get it. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think they they pushed really hard to try to make it a win for for the league. I mean, every person coming out, I mean, the NBA's pushing this hard and yeah. Maybe it was it was exciting for Indiana, like some of these teams like New Orleans, Indiana, some of these teams that are not going to be in the mix at the end of the year for for some, for the for the NBA championship. I mean, you know, who knows what could happen, but most experts would say a lot of those teams are not going to be in the mix at the end. Right. And, and so it was just a strange, a little bit of a strange deal. I mean, the Lakers obviously are a team that could be in the mix at the end. They won it, but it's just kind of weird to see them holding a trophy in, <laughs> in December. You know, yeah. it just, it, it didn't really mean anything other than those guys got paid a lot of cash. And so yeah. that's good for them. But I don't know. The NBA looks at it as a success, I guess. I mean, maybe more people watched than they, they would have watched at this point in the year. Right. If that's the case, then maybe it was a win for them. I'm not like 
one way or the other on it. It just doesn't move my, <laughs> doesn't yeah. move my buttons, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. I watched a little over the weekend. I did watch the final. The interesting thing to me was I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So earlier in the day, the Columbus crew, shout out to the Columbus crew for winning their third championship in MLS soccer. That was pretty amazing. And I'm not even a soccer fan, but it was incredible to watch. You know, they get a trophy and then they all got this like medal that you get when you win a, you know, when you run a, you know, half marathon or marathon, they got, they got the big medal. And then I turn on the game that night and they got a trophy. And I think all the players got some kind of medal, just like soccer. So I was like, okay, the NBA seems like they're drawing in, like they're trying to draw from a lot of things to make this. They called it a cup. I think, I think even the, it's called the cup, this championship cup. I'm like, oh, gosh, I just feel like we're trying to do a lot of things. I will say this. The Lakers won because Indiana couldn't adjust. So I'll give a, a shout out to the Lakers. I don't know if you watched the game, but the Lakers had a really good plan going into the game about Halliburton. They essentially took him out of the game. And when when they took him out, you know, and the reason why I might bring it up, in a seven-game series, Indiana comes back in game two and they've made an adjustment. Indiana in this one single elimination game had a halftime to figure it out and they couldn't. And that's why the Lakers won for a lot of, I mean, the Lakers were really, really good, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like I yeah. I'd rather see a seven game series, give me a chance to adjust. Let's, you know, do some other things. I don't know. Just my feedback. Yeah. It's, it was a one-off and, you know, they tried to get as much juice out of that as they could. I guess they right. feel good about what they got out of it. Yeah. Uh, at least they got some attention, uh, you know, some headlines, some things like that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they make some adjustments to it, move them forward. I think it, the, think it was an idea this year. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see if they can take advantage of, of a little bit of the momentum there, but make it even better. And maybe even put into place. I mean, I don't know that they'd be willing to do that, but I mean, the winner of the cup, so to speak, right. will be in the playoffs. You right. know, it's now that's some, to me, that's some real, now you're making it, now you're making it real. Yep. You know, I mean, you can say 500 grand, they're, that's a lot of money they want. But at the end of the day, that's not moving the needle for these guys. But if you mm -hmm. tell a team like, you know, could be who in anybody that maybe might not even be a playoff type team. And could get hot for a week, <laughs> yeah, and, and win something. Then now they they're in the playoffs, and that, that would be interesting. But it'll be interesting to see if they decide to make any changes to it. But you know, I guess overall, you'd have to say maybe it accomplished what they wanted to. It got the got people interested in the NBA in November and December, right? And so, if that's the case, then it was a good marketing tool. But I think most people kind of see it as that. Anyway, it was a marketing, a marketing play by the NBA and, you know, it seemed to work out for them, you know, from that standpoint alone. And we'll see how the, like you said, the ratings come back. We'll see how that all turns out. But one other thought, and I do want to come back to this because there's something we're going to talk about today, both NBA wise and then in the faith segment, but real quick thought, Bronny James played his first college game yesterday. The internet exploded. I feel bad for the kid because the internet exploded. His dad is LeBron. But what I will say is when I thought of it this morning, I'm glad that, you know, just I think they said a hundred something days ago, his career and even life maybe was in jeopardy and he's out there able to play. Just a quick thought on Brody James. 
Well, yeah, obviously happy for the young man from the standpoint of, to your point, I mean, yeah, tragic, you know, talking about a heart issue that, you know, is life changing, life altering in a lot of different ways. And uh, so that he was actually able to get out on the court and start playing, obviously a game that, that he loves to play. That's the win for me. I mean, everybody else is going to overhype and underhype. You know, it's LeBron James' son. I mean, every little thing. I mean, I think he made one three yeah. and he blocked one shot and he dominated the internet. You know, and so, yeah, from that standpoint, it's going to be ridiculous. I feel bad for him in some ways just because yeah. he's going to, it's just going to be under the microscope scope nonstop and uh, let the, let the young man develop his game and, you know, help, help USC and enjoy his college experience. And if he's good enough down the road, we know where the next step will be, but let's not, let's not jump on all that right now. (laughs) Let's he's playing basketball again and let's be happy for that. hundred percent. And they did lose to Long Beach state, which is, was kind of an upset. So, but all that to say, I'm very glad he was back out there and Bron was there and uh, that's great. So, Okay, let's talk about the, in, in the in-season tournament, I had an observation and I want to run through this with you. And I was thinking about it even more last night about, this is, applies to any sport, but three players that stood out to me, Zion Williamson, you know, I'll leave that, Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves. And I bring those three players up because Zion Williamson is blessed beyond belief in terms of his physical size. That guy is just and was it Duke? I mean, he, you know, he's just almost overwhelming, just his size alone. And then you have Austin Reeves, who reminds me of Pistol Pete. Honestly, when I watch him play, the way he plays, he plays an old school game. And then you have Anthony Davis, who, again, also blessed with size, skill, shooting. I mean, Anthony Davis is the entire package. The reason why I bring three up is Zion, to me, is not scratching the surface of his opportunity and ability. And this has been reported as well, you know, taking care of himself, you know, physically conditioning, those kind of things. Anthony Davis in the in-season tournament even, and in the bubble, I remember, when that guy commits to it, he's unstoppable. Could be the best player in the league, maybe better than Jokic. I know you love Jokic, but when Anthony Davis says, I'm going to dominate this game, he dominates the game. He had 40 and 20 in that final. And then Austin Reeves, who probably didn't even have a shot in the league. I bet he was passed over. I don't know his whole story, but this guy is just ceiling. He's he's hitting the ceiling every time he goes and plays. He plays hard. He expends everything he has. So what are your thoughts on those three players and what we've seen so far? Because I think it will tie into our faith segment in a minute. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, Zion Williamson. I mean, right now, I mean, this this young man has been He's been hyped probably since the sixth grade. Right. You too. Of, of being the next, next great thing. Yeah. And so, you know, stepping away from the bat, just the basketball side of things, I don't think people probably understand what that's like. Yeah. That's not, that's not normal. I mean, I went, I remember this very vividly, Aaron. I, I was, when Josh, my youngest, was playing AAU ball, hmm. and they had this tournament in this uh, huge facility here here in, in Atlanta. It's probably 20 courts in there, and every court's got games going on. 
and Zion Williamson's team was in that tournament. And Aaron, it was like whatever court he was on, the whole gym was there watching his game. And it was funny because Josh's team actually ended up playing them in one game. And so it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, he was a, he was a man among boys. I mean, yeah. I, I got a picture of Josh. I mean, Josh was, you know, skinny and 130 pounds and there's standing next to Zion Williamson. And you're just like, Josh, don't get near him. You're going to get something broken today. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but, but that's what this guy, I mean, the attention on him, his whole, his whole life. And mm-hmm. so I don't think any of us, first of all, can, can kind of know where his mind is at. Sure. All that. Now he's got, and I think everybody, I mean, back then, everybody's, his game and my, my estimation, I'm now nobody can stop him, but it's very limited. I mean, I watched the game against the Lakers. They didn't step outside the paint. No. To, to attempt to guard him. And he didn't even look at it, even think about taking a jump shot. Yep. You know, he just puts his head down and uses his size and his ability to get to the rim. And he's, I mean, phenomenal numbers. He's over 80%. <laughs> He's over right. 80% finish rate, whether it be a dunk or a, a score. So it's incredible. But, I mean, it's been well documented, uh, his issues with his weight and conditioning. And, and you can see it. And I think it's going to just take, it's going to have to take something, somebody, or at some point. Because what can you do? I mean... Yeah. He can say, I can be just like I am, and I'm going to be wealthy beyond my dreams. I'm set mm. for life money-wise. So motivationally, it's got to come from somewhere else. You know, it's got to come from within. And, and you know, Jokic is one of my favorite guys. And I'll just use him, his, him as an example. And it, he didn't have Zion's athletic ability, but he has a skill set that very few people have. And that was kind of his thing a, a few years ago, right? I mean, Jokic right. is good, but he's kind of, you know, he's not in great shape. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he's overweight and he's still doing a lot of great things. But all of a sudden and wherever it came from, who knows? He decides I'm going to lose about 30 pounds. I'm going to yep. get myself in great shape. And he's dominated the league the last yeah. two years because of it, right? And so I, I see Zion in a similar spot. Honestly, you know, he's got to, where that comes from, he's got to get his head in a good headspace and he's got to decide, okay, yeah, I got money. Yeah, I got things. I got stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But do I want to max out my ability and just see how good I can be? And at some point, hopefully that light will go off for him and he'll get himself in great shape. And then we'll get to see, see that. And I think people are in some ways like, they want to see that, right? right? When a guy has some ability, you want to see the best that he's got. And so hopefully at some point, Zion will want us want that for himself. And that's the only place it, that's, that's the only way it's going to happen. Wow. Uh, I almost want to jump to the face segment right there, but I'm not going to yet because I'm talking to a guy that, you know, I think like Austin Reeves, um, maximize your potential underrated your entire career nobody thought right you you know unlike zion probably a lot of those things weren't true for you and yet you went out every night 
not. And so we'll, we're kind of skipping over Anthony Davis, but we're not like Anthony Davis. I think I've already said what I thought about that. But for you, you went out every single night and you played as hard as you could possibly play. You left everything on the floor every time you played and maximized everything. And that's what I see when I watch Austin Reeves. Like he's literally, I don't think anybody's saying, well, he could probably do this, that like he's literally leaving the best that he has on the floor. When I watch him play, I don't know about your thoughts on him, but I just, I'm, I'm shocked that he's as skilled. He had 20 points in the first half the other night in a championship game, regardless of the, whatever it was called. He had 20 points at halftime and he, he fit into the system. He played incredible. He knew his role and he comes off the bench, you know, and he, he was one. So I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Austin Reeves? Well, I think Austin is like you like you said, he's uh he's a guy that kind of came from nowhere. People he was a good player at Oklahoma, started out at Wichita State, you know, a mid-major type type school, started there. So obviously he was a little bit overlooked initially in recruiting process. Uh does well, goes to Oklahoma and then had some, you know, had a tr- tremendous career there. But even still, and I can and I can relate, but even still there was a lot of doubters, you know. Not not super fast, not not a great athlete. Not sure he can do it at the NBA level. And I heard all those things mm-hmm. myself. And Austin's bigger than me. I think he he could I think he might be six three, six four ish. So he's got a little more size than I had, but but I probably had a little more quickness and speed than he does. But a very smart player, obviously. But and you can tell he just enjoys playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started off the season a little bit slow. He got a big contract, I think, in the offseason. Yeah, And that put a little more now, uh, probably the first time in his life, he kind of had a spotlight put on him. Hey, Austin Reeves is going to be the next this and this and this, which that he'd probably never been talked about that way before. And I think maybe he struggled a little bit out of the gate. I think the Lakers were smart. Darvin Ham did a probably a smart thing by saying, hey, let's take a little pressure off of him. Let's bring him off the bench. And now he seems to be kind of hitting his groove again. He's comfortable. He can kind of come in he's not like the main guy and he can just kind of help the lakers when he's in the game and he does most nights he, he he's a plus for them but when he's on the floor and particularly plays well with lebron you know you know when when they're on the floor together so yeah you know he's just a young man and it's a different mindset you know we talk about zion everybody the expectations have always been through the roof and then you have a guy like austin reeves who you know you not much is expected and you know he's trying to prove himself night in night out and knows he has to kind of go out and give it his best because from an athletic standpoint or this you know he's not going to match up night in night out in in certain situations but you know he's developed his game he works on his game to where he he can compete and that he can go out and he can help his team win and you know you like you love to see those kind of stories well spoken from one of the best who did the same and you know so again, that's a, that's a compliment to you and your career and what you did as well. I I think spoken from one of the best. Um, I thought of this last night in baseball, there was a guy named David Eckstein, just a little shortstop and he played with Barry Bonds. We're not even going to get into the whole Barry Bonds thing, but Barry Bonds out there hitting whatever, 80 home runs a season. And his favorite, he said his favorite teammate ever was David Eckstein because David Eckstein was kind of like, you know, Austin Reeves, he, he had. David Eckstein had no business playing in the Major League Baseball. He was small. He was 
He just was slow, but but he found his groove. He found his way. And Barry Bonds once called him the greatest teammate and his favorite player. Barry Bonds, who's winning all these awards and doing all these things. Again, you know, not, let's not bring in the rest of it. But I, I'll never forget that because I'm like, isn't that so true? You know, that, that a guy that's already achieved everything sees a guy that's got to fight for every paycheck and a, and a spot every year as his favorite player. I thought that was really cool. So that leads into our face segment. And I have to go back to what you said about Zion. And I think probably most people know where we're going now is we, each one of us have potential. We have spiritual gifts. We have talent, whatever it might be. It it doesn't have to be basketball. It can be anything that God has given us. And gosh, what you just said about Zion is I feel like you know, there's people in our lives that probably look at us and say, man, if he would just get this together, or if she could just, or if they would just, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. I, I want to lead into the faith segment and talking about how each one of us uh, is, is given a certain set of gifts. And I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts on what you think about us and any of your advice on how do we do our best to reach to be more David Eckstein, Austin Reeves, Mark Price, not, not you, you know what I'm saying, in terms of our effort, in terms of our, our level of commitment and to, to honor God. Well, yeah, one of my uh, favorite verses in the scriptures, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that was just a verse that I always held close, close to my heart as a believer and in playing that you know, every time I stepped on the court, I was going to do whatever I could, you know, to honor him, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever, whatever I could do and, and give it my best. And, and so, yeah, as a believer, um, you know, to your point and, you know, I love this. I share, you know, anytime I get an opportunity to share my testimony and things like that, I always share a story. And, you know, we've talked about this one of my all time favorite movies is Chariots of Fire. And for those that haven't seen that, it's, it's just, it's a story about this, this runner named Eric Little, a Scottish runner, you know, and way back in, you know, the thirties, it might even have been. And his ultimate aim, he was, a, he was a believer and it, it, it chronicles his life, you know, getting to the Olympics and he was this great sprinter. And there was another guy named Harold Abrams in the movie who was, you know, a Jewish man who, you know, wasn't a believer and his struggle to, be successful and to kind of follow, watch those two paths. It's amazing. But the, the scene in the movie where Eric Little, you know, he's, he knows he's going to eventually go to China and be a missionary and his sister is going to go with him. And you, all he's, yet yeah, he's having all this success as a sprinter and a runner. And, and finally they have this, this kind of, you know, come to Jesus moment where the sister's just, she's starting to get upset thinking he's, spending too much time running and, you know, not focusing enough on, on his, on his missionary work. And I love the, and he, he looks his sister in the eye and, and, and he says, I know that God has made me for a purpose. I mean, he knows that he's going to go to China and be a missionary, but he says, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's it in a nutshell. For everybody, and we know what our ultimate aim as a believer is, right? To know him and to make him known 
to know God and to make him known to others. That's our ultimate aim. But yeah, God has gifted us all in different ways. I mean, he gave me the ability to pastorable and shoot better than most, you know, and he gave me that for a reason so that I could, you know, share his glory. And that was a way he allowed me to do those things, to make him know. And I think using, not using your gifts, whatever God has given you, it could be, I mean, it might be a, an edu- you know, a scientist, or it could be, you know, musically gifted. It could be, you know, a guy, you know, like Elon Musk that creates it, whatever <laughs> it might be, mm-hmm. whatever God has gifted you in, use it for his glory, mm-hmm. you know, and do it to the best of your ability, you know, because he's given that gift to you for a reason. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way I, I see it. And, uh, I know he gives us all spiritual gifts as well. Scripture talks about that different areas that, that he gives us in, but, uh, yeah, he, he's gifted you in certain areas and whatever that area is, man, uh, do it to the best of your ability. Go for, go for it and give him the glory. And I think, you know, Mark, just you listening to you talk about that, hearing and seeing your passion for that is so true. You know, I think we live in a society where people get up and they grab an award and they stand. The first thing they say is, I want to thank the, the man upstairs. Man, play for the man upstairs. Don't just say it, you yeah. know, to, to, and, and you did both, <laughs> you know, you, you played to honor him and then you did honor him. And I think that's one of the things that I've always thought is there's two questions and this isn't theologically sound. I don't even know, but I've always believed that there's two things that God's going to ask me when I get there. And that's what did you do to glorify my, my name? And what did you do with the gifts and the talents I gave you? Those are the two biggest things that I'm going to have to one day answer for. And I want to spend my days, whatever, however many there are, doing those two things, you know, honoring his name and using the gifts and talents that he gave me. And I don't know how the rest of it plays out, but I think that's a pretty good place to start. No doubt. No doubt. And we know that he has, he knows the plans he has for us, as scripture says. And so, you know, we just need to be faithful to honor him with what he's given us and, you know, not look too far down the road. I mean, there's just do the job he's got in front of you. And then take that next step and then that next step. Yeah. And there's no, no reason you can't make future plans, you know, but uh, there's a scripture also says, you know, that, you know, we make, we make our plans, you know, but God guides our steps. That's right. That's right. And so trust him in that, have faith in that, but be faithful to do your part. Right. I think some people are like, oh, God's got a plan for me. It's just going to happen. Right. Well, be active. Yeah, God gave me some gifts, but I also had to spend hours upon hours upon hours in the gym, you know, mm-hmm. working on my craft and becoming good so that I could be one of the best at the gifts he had given me. So, yeah, he's going to do his part. Right. You know, sometimes I think he, he wants to see how committed we are to doing ours. Right. And it goes back to your Zion example is that. You know, and everybody's, everybody has a lot of ideas of what he could do better. And that's up to, as you said, that's up to Zion. And in many ways, it's up to us, you know I mean, (laughs) to whatever our craft is, whether you're a teacher, a a doctor, whatever it might be, 
whatever your craft is, it's, it, God leaves that to us, just like Zion has a choice in his career. And, and he can probably get so far with just being Zion, you know what I mean? And I think we can get so far with just being Aaron or Mark, but you took that to the next level. And you, as you said, you spent hours in the gym, you spent all that time because you knew that God made you fast. And I guess that's what I really want to leave people with too, is, you know, God made you something and you know what that is deep down. I think we all know, like, I'm really good at drawing or cars or technology, whatever it is, gosh, spend your time working on your craft because you're only going to just bring more glory to the one that created you for it. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, it's holiday season. We're going to be getting into some new, what are we like two weeks away here from Christmas week? So there may be some greatest hits coming. Not sure yet. We're going to put a little package together, but man, it's always good to spend time with you on a Monday talking hoops and Jesus. (laughs) That's right, man. That's right. Have a great one, man. Look forward to talking to you next week. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mark Price for Three podcast. Remember to subscribe, like, review, and share. I'm Josh Price, and we will talk to you again on the next episode. You don't have to go very far looking for bad news because somehow it just finds you. So finding peace in the chaos can be really difficult, but it doesn't have to be because the River mobile app exists. The River is a Christian music radio station dedicated to playing music to help you get through life's toughest moments or life's happiest moments and everywhere in between. And all from artists who love Jesus and are real people just like you. Listening is easy. You can download it wherever you get apps from. Just search 1049 The River or listen online at riverradio.com.